This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Good morning and ho ho. Hope you're happy to be joining me today for episode number 19 of Go To Grandma. I'm your ho-ho host, Kathy Buckworth, and I'm feeling the ho-ho holiday spirit. Okay, I'll stop doing that now. Please continue to listen. Today in our studio, we have my good friend and chef, Andrea Bucket, and she's taking us through some wonderful holiday food traditions we can share with our grandkids, even if we can't cook. I grew up in a house full of turkey and stuffing for Christmas Day, and I raised my four kids with the same foods. But my grandsons and half of my adult children are now vegan, so our traditions have had to evolve. No, we don't do the tofurkey, and we try to not just throw a steamed vegetable down that one end of the table. We have found ways to come up with and accommodate some of our own recipes in a vegan-friendly way. There's not much we can do about the turkey itself, of course, but that just means more for us, right? Since this is my first year hosting the show and first time going through the holidays with you, I'm going to share some of my picks for great grandparent gifts. Sure, hugs are great, but come on, maybe let's up the ante just a bit. I've got gifts for grandparents and some for sharing with the grandkids when they're over visiting. This is also the time of year when many Canadians travel down to their homes into the warmer parts of the United States. Snowbirds, we call them. Owning a home in the U.S. can have a lot of logistics to consider, and one that we're looking at today as part of our Take 5 with RBC series is home insurance. In particular, profiling an RBC Venture-supported online insurance marketplace called Young Alfred. You'll hear all about that. Maybe it's time to pour some creme de menthe into that coffee or just stir it with a candy cane. Tis definitely the season. I'm Kathy Buckworth. Thanks for joining me this week on Go To Grandma. Chef and food expert Andrea Bucket inspires the appetites of Canadians by creating unique and engaging food content. She is known for sharing practical cooking tips and kitchen prowess along with easy recipes with dynamite flavor to help combat mealtime boredom. She is regularly featured as a food expert on television, social media, in print, and on the web. And this morning, she's in my studio. Good morning, Kathy. I'm so excited to have you here, Andrea. I'm excited to be here. I watch your Friday Night Lives on Facebook. I see you all over the television. We're friends. You have such great ideas for creating food. So we're going to talk about holiday food since this show is, you know, close to the holidays. What are some of your favorite holiday food memories? Ooh, holiday food. That's, that's a big category, right? Because often we do associate those memories with family gatherings and those good times and those sort of nostalgic feelings that food brings up, which I love. So for me, one of my favorite favorite food memories has to be the pudding that comes to the table, right? Very English. Very. At the end of a meal. And I remember I had two uncles that were firefighters and my grandfather. <laughs> so this, I'm just like setting this up, right? And they were very wary of lighting this pudding on fire. But every year my grandfather would pour, I would say half a bottle of whiskey over this pudding and then light it on fire. And it would be the whole ordeal, right? The family was excited. The kids were excited. The adults were telling each other what to do. It was just that sort of that whole camaraderie around just that one piece of 
food sort of is really etched in my memory. And, and you know, we don't we don't do that anymore. And I wish we could bring that back because that's one of my favorite food memories for sure. We still do that in do my family. It's not English. I'll <laughs> Buckworth. I, I'll, bucket, Buckworth. Here we go. So we do that too. And my dad lit the floor on fire once. We didn't have any firefighters in the family. And then you have to have it with brandy butter, right? Oh, yes. Or like uh, hard sauce. Hard sauce is yes. what my husband's family calls it, but they don't put the brandy in it. So I don't know what's wrong with them. So that's not the way. <laughs> Forget the after dinner liqueurs. Like all you need is that hard sauce and a little bit of that uh, pudding in your, in your set. In your night. set. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. It's, it's memories like that. No one in my family actually really liked the pudding. We just like the brandy. <laughs> well, butter. exactly. Anyway. It's, it's the event that people like, right? Not that's necessarily right. the flavor of the pudding. So what if um, I can't cook for the holidays? Say I don't have the skill or I just don't have the time. Or for instance, my parents, who are obviously grandparents, mm-hmm. they're living in a retirement home, so right. they can't cook. So how can we still create you know, food traditions with our kids and grandkids? Okay, so let's start with if you perhaps are still living in your home and you have access. Do your, do your parents have access to a kitchen? They could. Yeah, they could okay. within the home. Yeah. So first of all, if you don't love to cook or you're not someone who has like cookie recipes in their repertoire or any sort of holiday cookies in their repertoire, all you really have to do is go out and buy a tube of sugar cookies, right? right? It's not really about what you cook. It's about spending that time together. And so, you know, I mean, I've got boys. For me, the <laughs> best conversations I have with my kids are when they're doing something else, right? So whether we're in the car driving or cooking is a great example of that. So you're cooking, everyone's hands are busy, and then this, the talking starts, right? And then they start asking questions, or you can start asking them questions. And it really builds a beautiful repertoire or a bond that, you know, connects you forever. And so you can start talking talking about family traditions or what you did as a child. It doesn't have to be about the recipe necessarily. So if you want to go buy sugar cookies and just slice them and bake them, you can totally do that too. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, what I found has been weirdly bonding thing in our family is um, my two grandsons are vegan as are half of my adult children. So my mom and I and my sister are not vegan. So we've been trying to find ways to veganize family (laughs) traditional foods. I love that. Not turkey. No, no, I can't veganize turkey. But, you know, certain vegetable dishes or, you know, garlic mashed potatoes and anything like that that we have. So that's been a bit of a bond. It's almost like a scavenger hunt for exactly. us. Because we're yeah. not vegan, right? So we're trying to find all these different things. Yeah. Um, so you're right. I think it may be inviting grandparents into the kitchen to spend time with the grandkids could be almost like a gift. Absolutely. Right? And the thing is, I think as, I mean, grandparents aren't grandparents like when I was a child, right? But I f- still feel like grandparents have more patience, right? They're more willing to let their kitchen get dirty mm-hmm. and then send the grandkids away and then clean it up. Where parents, you know, you know, you remember right in the thick of it and you're doing everything and you're going to work and you're getting the presents. And so the state of mind isn't there to sort of nurture that. So I think grandparents are in a really great position to sort of create those memories and do that. So I, I just, I think it's important for everyone to do that. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And you're right. I know that if the kitchen gets messed up, I have the time to clean up because I can say bye-bye right, when, he's exactly. finished, when he's finished messing <laughs> up the kitchen. So what's the, what, the best way to pass on some of these traditions is to do them probably, right? Is, is that what you think? Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. ultimately, if you can get in the kitchen with them and do them and set a day aside, and it doesn't have to be before the holidays, although it's always nice to do that and then create little gifts and little packages for other family members, whether it's after the holidays or around the holidays, getting in the kitchen and doing that because I'm also, of course, I'm a big proponent of getting kids in the kitchen, period, because you can sneak in all these skills, right? So, if you're reading a recipe, mm-hmm. you're, we're talking about language. We're talking about math when you're, you know, measuring ingredients. When kids start to create in the kitchen, they also get a sense of self and creativity. You can let them know it's okay to mess up and, you know, we can just start all over again. So once they start cooking, they get all these skills that might not be right in front of their face, but slowly start to develop and, and really give them a sense of self-confidence and um, allow them to do other creative things as well. Amazing. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with yeah. you. And I'm glad my daughter is doing that with my grandson, with her son. They're cooking in the kitchen all the time. 
time, actually, yes. which is really a lot of fun. So now I have to ask you, Andrea, what is on your holiday table this year? Anything new and fun? Some oh. old favorites? What's the menu? You must have it. Well, I have to say, I we actually we actually go to my mom's for okay. for the holidays, and she typically she typically takes care of the protein. So I think we're doing ham and roast beef this year. We usually wow. do turkey, you know, for Thanksgiving or something like that. But we prefer beef in my household, so we're going to do that. And then everyone brings something, so it's a potluck sort of adventure, which I think is the key to having mm-hmm. a great holiday because no one wants to be stuck with A, the work and the cleanup, but B, that grocery bill right now because the the cost of groceries are exorbitant. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a really good way to, you know, divide and, and conquer. So wh- I'm probably, I'm known for, this is kind of boring. And, cause <laughs> you I, can't be boring. I You're know. the expert. I tend to do less cooking over the holidays because actually leading up to the holidays, I do so much for TV right. and stuff. People sort of give me a break on that. But I always do this kale salad that everyone knows me for. And I've been doing it for like 10 years. I was doing kale salad before kale salad before was Before cool, kale was Kathy. cool. <laughs> I love kale salad. Yeah. So yeah. I, what I do is uh, instead of just tearing it up, I Actually, what we fancy people call chiffonade, which is really <laughs> did, just what did you call it? chiffonade. Okay, which is really you just stack all your kale leaves on top of one another, roll them, and then you slice it very thinly. So you get these beautiful ribbons, oh. and then it becomes much more sweet and tender, and it gets coated with a dressing. And then I put, you know, some favorites: apple, feta cheese, candied pecans, and I do this ginger honey vinaigrette on top of it, which makes it really sort of holiday. You know, holiday esque, if you will. It's wow. delicious. Yeah, and people sounds love it. Good. Yeah, but I'm telling you, if you came over to my house over the holidays, because I take this everywhere. I've got kale shoved in every corner of my fridge. So it's very green. It's very festive. And that's my holiday tradition. I love it. I love it that, you know, you're doing that all the time. So are you seeing any, tra- I'm putting you on the spot here. We didn't talk okay. about this before, but are you seeing any trends for holiday dinners this year that you want to talk about? Or? Well, trends definitely are. We're, we're looking towards more plant-based, as you yes. said before. You do have family members that are um, vegan or mm-hmm. vegetarian or people that just want to include more plant-based items into their menu for health or, or whatnot. So definitely plant-based items for the holiday um, season. But also we're going back to those nostalgia feelings as well. You know, over these past two years, we haven't been able to get together with families. So I think people are really excited to get back to tradition, Mm. right? And get back to those places of comfort and uh, sharing a meal with the family. But at the same time, in sort of more of a laid-back way, right? We know that um, it's just important to be together, enjoy a beautiful meal, and and have a great uh, great holiday season. I think that's a really good point. We always do it typically a big meal. This year our numbers are a bit smaller because right. we want to keep it safe with the grandkids and my parents. But one year we actually just did, for a family meal, we did a family cocktail party. I, I got to tell you, it was awesome. We just, everyone brought an appetizer. We had some drinks, obviously. And it was great because no one, we didn't have to set a table. Yes. You know, and I'm always hosting because I have the bigger house right. with my siblings and stuff. So that was a wonderful way to do it. So we have to maybe break out if you have to all sit down and eat turkey and, and I, stuffing. I'm a huge fan of that because, like I said, you know, I cook all year round. I, I kind of want to do something different, but we still want to get together. And I always feel there's so much pressure on the person hosting to do all the things. Like I said, even if it is sort of a potluck, they're typically left with a lot of mess. So that's my other tip for people. If you're bringing something to someone's house, bring it so it's ready to go. Don't bring it half done and say, do you have a platter for me? Do you have a serving spoon for me? Make sure you bring it ready to go and then you're ready to you know, grab your tray or whatever it is and, and then take it home. Make it easy for the host. That's sort of my tip for I the I think year. that's a great idea. Yeah. And when we go over to my in-law's house, I actually, I always have to make, see, I always have to make the same dish. I always see? have to make the green bean casserole oh, with I, the French onion on top. Yes, Kathy, I love that. With the mushroom that. soup. Yeah, oh, you know, yes. I'm so, I'm such a good chef. Um, anyway, I always bring that, but it's for about 20 people or in Wow. Pass, of course, when we got together. I would bring it actually in a foil thing they could throw out. Because again, yeah. the dishes, right? It's like, perfect. It was too much. Yeah, we right? don't have to be all fancy. Bring your foil dish, they yeah. can throw it out. But that green bean casserole. Right? I've tried to, like, I will say, 
elevate that dish. There's no elevating <laughs> no. that dish. It is mushroom soup. It is those French onion bits on top. It is delicious. It's one of our favorites as well. I've tried to veganize it. Impossible. Although the onions are vegan. <laughs> anyway, Andrea, for great recipes and food tips, we can find you on social media. I think it's Andrea Bucket Cooks, is isn't it? it? On Instagram. You're on Twitter and Facebook as well. And I think you're bringing back your Friday night Facebook I lives. Facebook so lives. look for those. They're a lot of fun. And you always have your family members around for those too. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having great me. Tips. Happy holidays. You too. Today's grandparents are involved and active with their grandkids. And guess what? Grandparents also have their own lives. Some of us are still working. Most of us are still playing. And the holidays are a perfect time to celebrate our lives and have some fun with or without our grandkids. I have compiled a few gift items you might want to put on the list for yourself or for your grandparents. It's my first year doing this, so it's my first greatest gift guide. I think you'll find something you want here. Looking for ways to keep the grandkids active inside on those frosty winter days? TechiGo is the very first gaming console designed for kids six and under that combines educational learning with active play. TechiGo is described as a cross between Peloton and Sesame Street for kids. The TechiGo portal is filled with games designed and created to be compatible with any children's approved trampoline. If you or your grandkids already have a trampoline at home, the TechiGo portal is a wonderful way to give it a whole new life. The kids jump up and down and the screen shows them how much they move through a game. They're jumping, you're relaxing, and while they're getting out some energy on a cold winter day, you've got the perfect grandparent gift to give or receive this holiday season. If you order before Christmas Eve at midnight and use Techie Go Gift Go to Grandma, you'll get 10% off. Okay, they're all jumped out and you might need to feed those grandkids. Whether it's lunch or dinner, you might not be sure what to make. That they'll like and that's fast and easy as you babysit them at the same time. When I have my vegan grandson over, I love serving up GA or General Assembly pizza. Plant-based for him, cheesy goodness for me. GA Pizza launched a pizza subscription service, so you'll always have some on hand for those last-minute drop-ins or scheduled family dinners. Perfect for holiday events, not to mention a terrific gifting option for the foodie on your list. GA Pizza's naturally leavened dough is topped with premium ingredients, including locally sourced cheeses. Freshly flashed, frozen, and ready to eat in just seven minutes. The quality comes through with every bite. Subscribe or buy it once. Get free shipping and 10% off until January the 4th. No wrapping or planning required. Give the gift of pizza from $49 at gapizza.com. Check their website for delivery availability. Okay, as we get older, we appreciate the finer things in life. And one thing I appreciate the most is high-quality chocolates made by world-class chocolatiers. Based in Montreal, Galerie au Chocolat is adding indulgence to the holiday season with a new luxurious assortment of chocolate offerings. Crafted and perfected since 1985, Galerie au Chocolat Artisan and Fairtrade Galerie au Chocolat Artisan and Fairtrade Holiday Collection is made with a high ratio of cocoa butter, creating a very rich and smooth, satisfying chocolate experience. From unique stockings to gift-giving and entertaining ideas, Gallery au Chocolats offers an exceptional holiday collection perfect for the chocolate connoisseur on your holiday list. They have milk, white, and dark chocolate, so something for everyone. Even my vegan grandkids and kids can enjoy the dark chocolate if I give them some.
Baking cookies is kind of a signature grandma move, I think. But when the kids are over, the last thing you have time for is searching for the right tools. But you want to bake with them. Memories are made. Cusy Pro believes that the table where you eat is also the table where you connect. Their practical design, reliable quality, and clever innovation will never let you down when you're in the kitchen with your grandkids or preparing a meal for the whole family. You'll always have the perfect tool for scooping out cookie dough to storing your baked treasures in an environmental way afterwards with their recyclable packet bags. I mean, no one really has leftover cookies, but it's a theory. You can go to cusipro.com for more information. All e-readers are not created the same, and they have come a long way. From reading current fiction to researching new parenting strategies, or looking or listening to a book with the grandkids, you will want to check out Kobo's latest offerings. One thing that I always liked doing with a paper book was the ability to make notes in the margin. Well, with the new Kobo Sage, you can do that—an eight-inch touchscreen that allows you to write on the e-page with a Kobo stylus. The new Kobo Sage offers Comfort Light Pro for easy reading and is waterproof. You can even listen to audiobooks on it. You can go to Kobo.com for that. Everything is different is the name of a new children's book by Jennifer Marcelli. Jennifer wrote the book while in lockdown. The world was feeling pretty bleak, full of hurt and disappointment and anger. She thought nothing would ever be the same. Everything was different. But Jennifer realized that everything was different for her kids, also. But it wasn't bleak and full of hurt and disappointment. It just was. Flowers are different from each other. One's a daffodil, one's a rose. The world is changing. People's hearts are changing. We need to talk about the differences in the world to make us better people and to make a better world. This book is a great jumping-off point for grandparents, parents, and kids to have a discussion about all of the differences we now see in the world. If you have more than a few kids and grandkids, you probably already know the Mabel's Labels is world famous for their super stick labels, and their plastic bag tags make perfect gift tags for the season. A great customized gift idea for your grandkids for labeling gifts or as a terrific stocking stuffer, and they're waterproof, dishwasher safe, and durable—perfect for tiny, sticky hands. And for labeling all the gifts on your list, including the ones I've just mentioned, you can go to mabelslabels.ca. These are just a few gift ideas, but ones I think you'll want to add to your list. If you need more information on them, please visit my website at kathybuckworth.com. If you're a grandparent, drop me a tweet at kathybuckworth and tell me what you'd really like to receive this holiday season. I mean, hugs are great and everything, but chocolate and pizza might be high up on your list as well. David Stacey co-founded Young Alfred six years ago while pursuing his MBA at Wharton Business School. Prior to Young Alfred, he worked in investment banking and private equity in Chicago. Young Alfred is a marketplace to compare and buy personal lines insurance, specializing in home insurance, auto, flood, umbrella, and more. Young Alfred works with more than fifty insurance carriers in all fifty states and DC, and offers a completely digital shopping experience. Good morning, David. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for joining us as part of our Take Five with RBC series. We know that many Canadians own U.S. properties for vacation and investment, and in fact, Canadians are the number two in the world for U.S. property purchases. But as with so many things, U.S. home insurance is probably a little different than Canada. So, what are your best tips for U.S. insurance needs? Yeah, that's a great question. So. First tip 
would be really simple, and that is shop around. Right. Um, I believe there's about 200 home insurance carriers across the U.S., and, you know, there's the national ones, there's a lot of regionals, and then there's some that operate in only a single state. Something we see is just a very high amount of variance in pricing depending on who you are, what zip code your property is in, and what type of home you're actually buying. So insurance can be very different if you're buying that, you know, beach home in Florida versus buying home in California or a condo in New York. So simply by shopping, we see consumers save on average a little over $350 if you just compare the best price carrier to the second best price. Second would be be sure to just compare your policies on an apples-to-apples basis. Right. You can always ask an insurance agent to help you out with that. But, you know, for the most part, policies are standardized across the U.S. or on very similar forms, whether you're buying from carrier A or carrier B. But there are a lot of add-ons. Carve-outs carriers can work in and certain deductibles. So you may find one policy that's $1,000, another one that's 1500 And even though the $1,500 one is more expensive, it may be the better policy and the one you should go with. So we know we have a lot of snowbirds that listen to this program. David, how can young Alfred help them decide which home insurance policy to buy? Yes, um, love to answer that. So our process is heavily digital. Um, you can always call in, but you know we've kind of built it. So we have a lot of you know, Canadians buying their second home in the U.S. And you fill out an application. We run an automated courting process on the back end that's checking um, about 50 carriers in our network. And we return back the top three options we find. And we do our best to line those up side by side, apples to apples. So you can, you know, even if you don't know anything about what's in the insurance policy, you can quickly gauge relative value. And, you know, finally, you can check out with us, buy online, or call in if you want to talk to an agent and make some changes or get advice. But uh, we try to make the process really simple. We don't cold call, outbound dial, you know, anyone. It's, it's much more of a consumer-friendly experience and, you know, makes it easy for, you know, Canadians, especially who don't know the home insurance market, to find and go ahead and buy the product. So what would you say are the insurance must-dos for Canadians who own U.S. property or are planning to? Yes. Yeah, so number one is start your search early, mm-hmm. especially if you know, you're trying to close on some financing because last thing you want to do is wait till the last minute and realize, oh, wait, it actually is pretty hard to get insurance because if you live in high-risk areas, you know, in Florida, that could be certain areas around Miami that have a lot of hurricane exposure. In California, it could be in the areas that are exposed to wildfire where it's very hard to find insurance. So, you know, it doesn't mean you can't. It just means that it might take you a little bit more time to start shopping early. And then the number two thing I always recommend for Canadians is, you know, you may not have a U.S. Social Security number or any sort of thing that links to a U.S. credit score. So what happens is carriers will try and pull credit on your application, but they won't find anything. So they'll default to what's called a no hit right? and give you an average credit score rating. A lot of times, if you're buying a second home, your credit is better than average, right? Mm -hmm. So I would always check. This is where a phone call may be required into the agent or the carrier that's giving you the rate and say, hey, 
you know, I have good Canadian credit. Is there any sort of proof or documentation I could submit and ideally get a better rate? And some carriers will honor that, some won't. It's kind of a case-by-case basis, but a good practice to help you get a little bit better pricing on the product. That's great advice. So if people want to find out more about Young Alfred, they can obviously simply go to youngalfred.com to U.S. Home Insurance. Thank you so much for joining me today, David. That was terrific information. Yeah, thanks, Kathy. Really appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. I think I need to build a kitchen in the Zoomer studio so my food guests can really cook and I can really eat what they make. We're living it up now in December, but stay tuned for January segments where we look at how to make some smart and subtle lifestyle changes if we want to. Thanks for joining me this week. Next week's show is full of valuable holiday tips you're going to need. Grandma and finance expert Patty Lovett-Reed tells us how to keep our holiday spending on the grandkids in check and how to manage those January bills when they come in. Psychotherapist and friend of the show, Allison Schaefer, tackles the tricky subject of who the grandkids spend the holidays with. Is it you, or is it those other grandparents, or both, at the same time or separate? Some helpful solutions just in time for the big day. I hope you learned something today, and I ho-ho hope you enjoyed listening. I'm Kathy Buckworth, and you've been listening to Go To Grandma. Share your thoughts on this show with us. You can find Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Buckworth or email her Kathy at KathyBuckworth.com. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.